to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion where they're offering new players a risk-free bet up to $1,000. All you've got to do is register for a Bet America account and opt into the promotion. From there, place a bet, and if the first settled bet loses, Bet America will reward players' bonus funds in the amount of the losing bet up to $1,000. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And joining me on today's show to drop some knowledge on Thanksgiving games as well as the college football rivalry games is Jay Cornegay from the Westgate Superbook. But first, I want to give thanks. Thanks to you for listening and being part of this Sharp 600 community. Woo! Interacting with everyone on Twitter is a blast, and I genuinely enjoy hearing how your action is going. Because what we're building here is a community. We share in the experience of sports betting, and by jamming back and forth while watching games, it brings us together. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to lead this community. I look forward to continued success together. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Let's do a quick recap of last week, and we'll keep this short because we've got an action-packed episode. It was an average week. Some good, some not so good. Welcome to the life of a sports better. We just try and hit 53% or more. The big victory was the Raiders laying a major egg versus the Jets. You pooped in the refrigerator. The Raiders were my pick-a-loser selection, and watching the train wreck unfold over the course of the early slate was oh so satisfying. That brings me to 4-0-1 on the season on Pick a Loser. The Big Mick Moneyline Parlay hit again, bringing me to 7-2 on the season. I'll be giving my Big Mick pick in the second episode this week with Scott Shapiro. My six-point teaser of the Panthers and Patriots also hit moving on. As for the bad, this son of beats all night. He chick, chick, chick. He tripped me. Both the Packers and Falcons got blown out. Neither of them had a chance of covering. The good news is those losses count for just one loss, no matter how much they lose by. Woo! And lastly, one thing that Jay Cornegay and I are going to talk about is casual betting games you do with your family on Thanksgiving. I threw this out on Twitter to see what you do. And Brett at Denver Yankee on Twitter responded by saying, we do a full family pool, 20 plus entries every year. We bet the sides and totals of the three NFL games and the one college game against the spread, of course. Spreadsheets get emailed back before kickoff of the Lions game with the trash talking starting shortly thereafter. P.S. This has been going on for 20 years at this point. The first year was the Leon Lett Dallas Miami game in the slow. It's my favorite Thanksgiving tradition. I absolutely love this, Brett. Thanks for sending over. And I want to hear from you this Thanksgiving holiday. When you've got action going on, snap a pic and send it over to me on Twitter at Rob Cressy. I want to know how you and your family are getting down for the games. Bonus points for videos of celebrations, bad beats, casual betting, and everything in between. All right, you guys, let's listen up. Before we get to the games, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. 
Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. News team, assemble! Joining me to get you ready for Thanksgiving football action is Jay Cornegay, Executive Vice President of Race and Sportsbook Operations at Westgate Superbook. You can follow him on Twitter at Jay Cornegay. Jay, great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Appreciate it. There are so many things that I love about Thanksgiving. We eat mountains of delicious food, drink a bunch, and OD on nonstop football action. And as part of that, there's a great opportunity to casually bet on games. And this is different than most weeks as we have to have action on every game. There is no, I'm going to pass as everybody is watching every single game. So with this in mind, you are telling me a story about how you introduced casual betting into your family at Thanksgiving. Can you share it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got them all addicted now, Rob. So, uh, it, but let me tell you, this thing works, okay? It's like, it, it was uh, thought of uh, from a, a friend of mine that, uh, you know, he it, it all started, he goes, I asked him, uh, or he asked me about a question, say, hey, did you see that? I go, no, I didn't. I'm I'm playing chinga right now, and he's like, uh, oh, he's like, well, he goes, he goes, here's what you got to do. He goes, you got to get everybody involved in football. You got to get these guys tickets. You got to get them live action. You got to get them a vested interest in these games to follow. And I goes, yeah, how do you do that? And he goes, he, he goes, uh, why don't you go down to the book, get physical tickets of parlays, get crumple them up. whatever you want, put them in a hat, let everybody grab these tickets out of a hat, then everybody in the room has action. And I guarantee you, everybody's going to start watching football. And we we started this, Rob, about, I don't know, five or six years ago. And it's the truth, man. (laughs) It changed the the whole theme of Thanksgiving for us. And uh, I've done it ever since. Uh, I go down to the local book and, and uh, buy physical tickets, crumple them up, put them in a hat. And when everybody gets there, we, we go through and, and we grab uh, two or three parlays each and uh, we have fun with it. And uh, yeah, it, it, we still play board games. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you, there's a lot more attention to the TV these days. I absolutely love it. I love the physical component of it because it makes it real. And it's almost like if you think about when someone gets a scratch off ticket in their Christmas stocking or something, they pull it out and it's like, Ooh, what could happen? And what you're giving is possibility. Yeah. And these guys, blame me, they, they've bet before here and there. They're very casual players. They know a little bit about it. Some don't know anything about it. They don't know what minus six and a half means, you know, but then once you explain it to them, then, I mean, they're fully engaged. I mean, this, now they have action. They're, and they don't even have anything on the line because I'm the one that buys them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're, but they are sweating it out. And, and uh, you know, by the end of the day, once we get to the late game or the late college game, there's always a, a couple, of, a few parlays. So even though you got knocked out, you're still rooting for, you know, my niece or my niece's husband or whatever. Yeah, it, we all still have action. So it's a great thing and it's worked out uh, uh, great for us. 
That's a ton of fun. So with that in mind, let's get to the games. And the first thing that I want to talk about is the mindset of an odds maker. Thanksgiving is a very public action holiday. The favorites in over will be flowing like gravy on turkey and mashed potatoes. How do you weigh public perception into your numbers? Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a small factor because we know that um, – the public is going to side that way with the perceived favorite, the perceived better team, I should say. And, you know, in this case, that first game, I'm sure as every Thanksgiving, you know, pans out, we need, you know, the lions, we always will need the lions. I mean, we're looking at, what is it? Uh, we opened the lions one and a half and now it's pick. And I think, let me see, it's a, uh, let me get you the latest update here, but um, you, you look at these games and, Eh, you got Detroit now, uh, two and a half, three point favorite now in, in most cases. So it's already flowing in. Okay. It, you know, the gravy's going towards Chicago. You know, it's going to go towards the Cowboys. You know, it's going to go towards the Saints. So uh, I, you know, in my experience, Rob, we, we, we always need the underdog. And I'm going to tell you the truth. We don't fare very well on Turkey Day. I mean, we just, the favorites have done very well. You know, the Lions have done very poor. Poorly, uh, uh, the Cowboys seem to do okay on, on Thanksgiving, and then that late game—it's always—it's always that big late game where everybody you know, converges on that perceived better team. And there's no doubt that the Saints are a better team than the Falcons. There's going to be so many Cowboys as Saint parlays uh, that day that the bookmakers are certainly going to be rooting for the Falcons and the Bills. Well, good thing for you that you can rely on the Falcons, the most reliable team in the NFL, to try and save your Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, you know, if if I, if I cuss at you know Matt Ryan, which I expected to do, I, I can pretty, I, I'm going to be very confident that's going to happen, and probably the same thing with Josh Allen. Like, I can already see it. Like, where was he throwing that thing? You know, and it's it's all going to come down to we need a backdoor cover. <laughs> we need this late touchdown by the Falcons or we need this late touchdown by, by the bills to, to avoid a, a big hit, but it's still good. We still have fun with it. We just kind of roll our eyes at it, but I can tell you that the public has done very well on Thanksgiving, mainly because the lions don't perform and the Cowboys usually cover. So let's do a quick breakdown, a quick breakdown of these games. Lions at home taking on the Bears. Bears look like they're up to a three-point favorite over under around 38 and a half. And the Lions have been an over team for much of the year with Matthew, Matthew Stafford, but under two of the last three weeks with Jeff Driscoll, um, including going under when they took on the Bears a few weeks ago. The Bears hit the under in five straight. So has sharp action weighed in on either the total or the side here? Yeah, the sharp action, actually, this, this early action that we've seen on the Bears is all sharp money uh, coming in, anticipating that it's probably going to go that way anyway at, once the public gets a hold of it. The public really won't get a hold of it until uh, the night before Thanksgiving and early Thanksgiving morning. So they're, they're jumping the gun a little bit. But there's also talk about Driscoll not playing and that they might sign another uh, quarterback to uh, to the roster. So there's a lot of issues uh, in the quarterback situation with the, the Lions. But, we, yeah, we went we – went, uh, let's see, from one and a half, we opened the Lions one and a half. As you mentioned, the, the, the Bears are three. The other side, we got the Cowboys. We opened seven, went to seven and a half, and then now we're uh, six and a half. 
there's a lot of seven even money out there uh, with the total really holding at uh, 45. The last game, the night game, we opened the Saints five and a half, and now we're up to seven, seven even with a total of 48 and a half. All right, so one last nugget on the Bears game. I laid down my first Thanksgiving Day action, and, and I saw Bears minus two and a half, and I actually saw it at one and a half. I didn't do anything, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't really feel good at two and a half, but you know where the Bears feel a lot better? Bears minus six and a half plus 180 alternate line. So in my warped mind, I'm like, you know what? I don't like them at two and a half. But can I see them winning by a touchdown? Sign me up for Maserati Mitch, giving me the dessert that I'm looking for. So the one action I have, Bears minus six and a half. Yeah, I, you know, I don't blame you. I mean, look at the history. I mean, the, the Lions have been rewarding a lot of people over the years. And I'm one of those other guys. I'm like, Lions are going to come through. <laughs> this is the year. The Lions are going to come through. They're going to be fired up. They're going to be at home. You know, uh, Trubisky has been awful. Uh, the Bears have certainly been underachievers. I mean, they yeah, they just got by the Giants last week. I'm going to go with the Lions. I think they put it together, you know, and I do that every single Thanksgiving. And I, I, I think I lose four out of five uh, Lions games every Thanksgiving. So let's move things over to the Cowboys, Bills. Cowboys at either six and a half or seven, over under 45 and a half. And here's what I need to know. I am going to Buffalo for Thanksgiving. My wife is a member of Bill's Mafia, as is her family. So what is the best way for me to have action on this game by not betting against the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> by, by not betting against the <laughs> right, Buffalo Bills? Right, right. I'm not going to Buffalo for Thanksgiving and rooting for the Cowboys. Also, me being a Steelers fan, I definitely don't want to root for the Cowboys just in general. So it's like, all right. Casual betting is the nature of Thanksgiving. What is the best way that I can get action? So I'm looking at the total. What's the total? What's the, where's the action going on the total of this game? Yeah, that's always the default, you know, where, where everybody goes like, okay, I can't bet against my team. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to root against the bills. Uh, let's go to the total. Right. Right. <laughs> and see, I mean, if you can't keep it in, I mean, some people are really good about that. You know, I, I, you know, we come from Denver, so my wife's always rooting for the Broncos. So I, sometimes when I bet against the Broncos, I, I got to hold that inside. And I got to say, that's, that's a little bit of a skill, you know, <laughs> you know it's a skill set, you know, you got to learn how to do that. Uh, but if not, let's go to the total. So 45 is the total. Um, I think it's actually going to be a kind of a wide open game. I really do. I, I despite the bills, uh, you know, that, that, uh, um, I, I think they're perceived as a, a very defensive team and I, I can understand that, but I think it's going to be a wide open game. So that 45 total, and this is probably a pure public play. I would probably have to go with the over here. Well, the good thing is, on Thanksgiving, what I wasn't looking to roll into is, you know what? I got the under on this Bills game in Buffalo. No, thank you. I will take my lumps. I, I have a term, renting a movie. And in this instance, I will rent a movie with the over in this game because you throw a few bucks to watch a movie. The same goes true on Thanksgiving. You rent a movie with the over, and no matter what happens, hopefully it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can tell you, I'm not going to be watching a movie. I'm not going to do that. 
that's not going to happen. Well, first of all, we got all these parlays going. So hopefully we have, I, I'm, it's the second game of the day. So I'm sure that we're going to have plenty of live action. And I, I will probably have parlays involving the under and the over in this game. Um, but uh, I, I'm always rooting for, probably against the Cowboys. I know the house is going to need the Bills. There's no doubt, you know, my allegiance will be going with the, the Bills on that middle game. How much public inflation goes into the Cowboys number every week? Very little because most of it is, uh, I mean, we, we, we know it's going to happen. Uh, you know, with these other jurisdictions opening up, you know, you, you talk about like places like New Mexico or Colorado or Oklahoma. I mean, they, they just get a landslide of, of action on, on the Cowboys. I mean, New Mexico is the only place at, the, at this time. And I can understand that. When you go back east and you, you're in Pennsylvania, you look at the Eagles or you look at the Jets or the Giants or whatever, you know, um, as soon as those teams start turning it around and playing well, I can understand them, you know, uh, moving that on, on air based off the, the anticipation of the, the local support. Um, and I think that, you know, we do that with the Knights games here. Uh, as everybody bets the Knights, even though the Knights have been struggling, they still bet the Knights, you know, the power rankings high. So th those, those adjustments will happen here. I mean, we'll, we'll anticipate that the Cowboys are going to have some, you know, extra tickets on them, extra money because of the public perception, but it's really a small factor because we don't want to give that extra value to all the sharps out there that will scoop it up if we over adjust. And speaking of that, let's get to the Falcons-Saints game. And I'm seeing Saints minus six and a half, over under 48 and a half. So knowing that so much of the action is going to be on the Saints, but you're also right up against the key number, what is your thought process on that? Because everyone wants the Saints, but at the same time, seven is the number I would immediately grab just on principle. Well, my thought process is, gosh, I hope Ryan can have a decent game. Uh, but uh, I know what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's going to go up there. I'm I'm pretty sure it's seven even now. I mean, we opened five and a half already. It's it's already flowing towards the 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 Saint side, uh, which I'm already kind of disturbed about already. That you know, there's just not going to be any support for Atlanta. Um, do I think this thing's going to go to seven and a half? I mean, unless the wise guys come in here and scoop up that if they don't touch it, it really and and, and let's just say the Bears cover and Dallas covers, you can almost guarantee this thing is definitely going on the high side of seven. Um, I, I would expect around 75% of the tickets to 80% of the tickets to be on the Saints in this case. Um, but it, it will really move, the number will really move if those two favorites cover in the morning. How do you figure out teams like Atlanta? They underperform all season, then they hit their bye week, they cover two in a row, then they get smoked at home by the Bucks. Like, it, it's very difficult to figure a team like them out. How do you guys do it? We, we don't. <laughs> it's, it's the NFL. It's really tough to handicap. Uh, you know, here's a, a team that looked like they were down and out and ready to throw it in the, the towel. And then they come up with two very impressive games, two, two really good wins. And then they get back home and, you know, lay an egg against the Buccaneers. Um, so, it's, I mean, this is an interdivision game, uh, which is a plus for Atlanta. Uh, as, you know, uh, they're very familiar with each other. They're at home. 
and uh, you know they know what to expect against the Saints. So that's the plus for the Falcons when you have a divisional game. Not so much in that Buffalo-Dallas game, but this certainly is a factor in the late game. Um, how do we figure it out? I mean, we we have our own power rankings, Rob, and it's you know we make small adjustments each and every week. We don't take a, a you know we don't make knee-jerk you know. Uh, adjustments uh we just uh, adjust each and every week as the results come in as the injuries come in and that's what we did with atlanta you know we we bumped them up over the last couple of weeks after that that debacle against tampa bay at home you know i actually think atlanta is, is going to play a pretty decent game here so some quick stats about this game the saints four and one against the spread on the road falcons two and three against the spread at home four and four ATS as a dog. The Falcons have also been an under team this year, one and four, their last five saints middle of the road. So uh, with this in mind, I actually want to add one more nugget about the bills Cowboys game for context bills four Oh, and one is an away team three Oh, and one is a dog. They've covered four in a row. The Cowboys have covered four of five and three and two as home favorites. So just like to give that information out there for when we're making informed decisions on these games. We got Thanksgiving action going on, but guess what? This is one of the best weeks of football in general because on Saturday and this week, we have rivalry week in college football. And I'm curious, you hear the in rivalry games, you can throw the records out the window. Is there value on underdogs in rivalry games? I think that's a perception. I, you know, some people think about that as far as, well, I'll take, I'll take the points. Um, you know, but I, I think that's the minority. You know, you have some people that will look at that, but I can tell you we're going to probably need Michigan in this game. Um, as most of the support will be on Ohio State. We've already seen it. We opened eight and a half on the Buckeyes. It's up to nine, and I can expect that to, to climb a little bit. I, I think Michigan is probably playing their best football of the season. I'm not sure if that's enough, but uh, they are playing their best football of the season. So um, I, I understand what you're saying, and there is that there is that sediment out there, those that like to play the underdogs in rivalry games, but there's it always ends up the, the again the perceived better team, most likely the favorites. Okay, is going to get the majority of the tickets in these rivalry uh, games. When we see the action move a point like that, is that sharp action? It is. It is. I mean, it's it's uh, sharp action right now, mainly because the public won't really get a hold of it until probably Friday, Friday night, and of course Saturday. So the, these early moves, some of it is sharp action. Some of it's just the market that's moving, still adjusting early in the week. So if we, the sports betters, are following the numbers in the market and, and we see lines moving there, should we assume that when a line moves early, that sharp action and then the public money is going to be coming in later? Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I, you know, it, and it's not guaranteed just because it's sharp action. We've all talked about that, especially over this last year or so. It's not guaranteed wins. I mean, you know, these uh, these early moves um, are sometimes just market moves, market settling in. Uh, people, you know, I, I guess they're still analyzing the game, taking a look at some things, taking a look at some injuries, some guys that are questionable, some guys that uh, might not play taking a look up the, looking at the backups, 
this is all just settling in at, at, at this time. Um, I, a lot of people like to look at that and go, oh, the sharp guys are uh, on Ohio State minus eight and a half. Now it's nine because it's certainly not public money because the public money is not going to come in and, until this weekend. It's just, it's just more of a, a, um, a settling period for, for these lines as um, the market's just really trying to adjust and get the right number uh, to these games. So if I was going to take my square logic, and I know that I've done this over the years. So in a game like this where it doesn't necessarily cross a key number, where you're trying to figure out a decision, and if it goes from 8.5 to 9.5, you're like, all right, well, it's still under 10. I would rather be on the right side. And, and what is the percentages that it's going to fall where I lose because of that? Or someone who's betting for entertainment, and I know not everyone has the best logic in everything that they do, but I think there's a large majority of the market that would see that line move and say, hey, that's the side that I should be on. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see some of that. If that's – but you could talk yourself into that. Well, right, yes. <laughs> and that's what we're looking to do as sports bettors is figure out the narrative for why I'm going to do what I do. Yeah, and then there's the other side of the coin, right, where the people go, oh, I'll just wait till this thing gets up to 10, and I'm going to take the Wolverines. I mean, they're, they're playing – yeah, I, I'm just waiting for the market to go up there. And there's also, you know, that sentiment as well. People are just – you know, if you're looking at the Ohio State side, yes, I can see you're talking yourself into saying, I'm going to get it now before it gets to 10. And then there's the other side of it where people are just waiting and going. And, you know, that, that happens with sharps as well. Sharps are like saying, listen, I want to get on this, you know, as this thing's going to climb. And they could be looking at laying nine and hoping to get 10 and a half on, on Saturday. So there's a lot of different angles that you can look at these games at. So some quick nuggets about this game. Michigan has covered five straight and seven of eight, which goes to, as you said, they're playing their best football right now. Ohio State beat Penn State in a game where the final score was closer than the game actually was. Uh, Ohio State hasn't covered their last two, even though they had their previous eight. Ohio State is allowing only 217 yards per game, fewest in the nation. So let's get to the next game. Auburn taking on Alabama. Alabama, I'm seeing minus four or some three and a half. I'm curious, how much is Tua worth to the spread? Well, it always depends on the, on the backup. And, you know, in this case, it's Alabama. I mean, it's like, you know, they got another five-star athlete right behind him and, and probably going to be playing in the pros as well. Uh, and so you always have to look at that. And that's not the case for all those programs out there, but in Alabama's case, they just, they keep reloading. Um, but it, it, I would say two is probably, I mean, we, we argue about this in the back room all the time, uh, but uh, because we have anywhere from three to six, somewhere right around there. Uh, but it is in my, in my side of the argument is it's going to be, uh, yeah, there's, there's probably a slight drop off at this point probably, because he doesn't have a lot of experience. He probably doesn't have a, a, a lot of reps under his belt, but he is probably a five-star athlete that's probably going to be coached very well. And I, I, I was on the low end of that where we've seen some sixes in the room. I was more in the three range. So some stats on this. Alabama just six and five against the spread on the season. Auburn eight and three, but 0 and two in their last two coming off a loss to Georgia. So where's the sharp money on this game? Well, we haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, it's it's been holding steady at three and a half. We're, we, we opened three and a half and we're still at three and a half. So 
I haven't seen or heard of any sharp play on this. I'm not saying it's not out there. I just haven't seen anything. I know, uh, as you mentioned earlier, there are some fours out there, uh, which is telling me that, uh, um, you know, some of the, the sharps might be leaning on the Alabama side early part of the week, which could change later on. You know, if they're laying three and a half, maybe they're hoping to get four and a half or five, you know, by, by uh, midday Saturday. So, um, but as far as uh, our end of the, the world, we haven't seen any sharp action as it's been holding at three and a half. All right, last game that we're going to jam about, Minnesota at home taking on Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus two and a half in college game day is at Minnesota. This is a very unfamiliar position for them. Minnesota has covered seven of the last eight games. Wisconsin just three, three and five against the spread, their last eight. Where's the action on this? Yeah, I was impressed by Minnesota, you know, after losing. Sometimes these – these teams kind of spiral down and, and really, uh, you know, their, their, their dreams are crushed and it, but they're coached so well in Minnesota that, uh, I was really impressed with, with, uh, their performance last weekend. Um, we are, we open at two and a half when we're still at two and a half, but we're starting to see some sharp play on Minnesota as those, some of those two and a half are starting to disappear and you're starting to see twos, uh, you know, show up. And, and it's a pretty key number still in college football. So um, those that want to get or like Minnesota, I would, you know, suggest them taking two and a half now because you might not see that the rest of the week. Why is that a key number? Well, it's just, the, you know, the two-point play is a, is a factor. A lot of missed, you know, the kicking uh, in, in college football, as we know, even though they haven't moved back, very inconsistent. So two is a lot bigger number than most people think. Wow, that's some fantastic insight. So to recap what I'm on right here for the week, uh, I've got the Bears minus six and a half plus 180 is an alternate spread. Haven't laid my other action yet. Uh, I'll be dropping that on Twitter. Is there any picks or thoughts that you want to give? Oh, geez. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of games that people should look at. And they have some really unusual situations. Like you, you look at this this army Navy or army uh, Hawaii game. Um, it means absolutely nothing for Hawaii, right? Okay. Hawaii is, they're going to be in the, uh, uh, they're going to be in the uh, mountain West championship. They're going to be most likely at home for the uh, um, Hawaii, uh, the Hawaii bowl. Um, and now they got this team coming in that runs the wishbone. It's it. I mean, Army still playing for something. This game means absolutely nothing for Hawaii. I mean, do they prepare for Army or do they prepare for Boise State? Because that means something for them. Uh, so that that's an interesting game to take a look at as, you know, those that want to play that angle, which I think is a pretty solid angle uh, for a, a, a matchup like this as one team has nothing really to play for. They're really looking forward to that championship game against uh, Boise um, where Army can go in there and, uh, you know, run their wishbone and have a lot of success. So that's, that's, a, that's an interesting matchup there. I love that insight. Jay, I really enjoyed our conversation. Where can everybody connect with you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Jay Cornegay. Uh, go ahead. I, I, I do my best uh, uh, to uh, answer all the inquiries that, uh, that we get and uh, 
you have any, you know, don't uh, hesitate to contact me there on Twitter. And I want to hear from you. What is your Thanksgiving or rivalry week card looking like? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy and make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. Also make sure to tag at covers. And this is a week of thanks. And I want to give thanks to everyone who subscribes, rate, and reviews on iTunes. And I got two shout-outs to give. The first one from King Mercury 4691 who said, I stumbled across this podcast a few weeks back, and I'm so glad that I did. I love Rob's passion for sports betting, and his voice is one of a kind. This show has definitely helped me pick some fatties. A wide variety of guests as well helps you see different perspectives when it comes to the psychology of betting. King Mercury 4691, I appreciate it so much. And the second one says, Enlightening Gamblers Weekly from Papa Sui. I was hesitant at first, but gave it a chance for a few weeks, and now I love it. Rob drops great gambling knowledge, not just winners and losers. He gives good insight into the, his thought process on picks. He keeps it transparent, owns up to his losses, and not so great takes when they happen. Papa Sui, I am so thankful for you. I appreciate you guys both for being part of our community. Also, make sure to check into Bet America for the $1,000 risk-free bet. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of the devil hits you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.